five simple tweaks to use mind maps for meeting minutes. Welcome to episode 35. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Georg Lore, and this is the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I give you my best for your embedded systems project. You get know-how, tools, processes, and more surplus information in this podcast. And today, I'm again back with a solo episode, just coming back from the outside. It's a marvelous sunny day in Germany, and the beginning of May, so it looks like the summer has arrived. We have something like 22 degrees centigrade, so it's pretty much fine outside. And I was doing some gardening work, mowing the lawn, verticuting the lawn, and fighting the ants, of course. And now I'm back again in front of my microphone for you guys with a, I think, very interesting topic today. It's belonging to mind maps. I have used mind maps since the very beginning, so I mean since I got aware of them. And that was, believe it or not, it was 1988, so it's really, really long ago already. And... Um, it's something I got aware of to use mind maps in a different way as I've done before. And I detected during the last, let's say, three months, something like that, I got a lot of information and a lot of know-how how to use mind maps in a very specific way. And I don't want to I do not want to hesitate to provide these details to you guys. First, let me start with that. Uh, right beside me, I have scrutinized through my bookshelf and I found a book, uh, Mind Mapping, uh, by Sad. Um, it's the original title in Danish. It's Sadan Brugger du Mind Maps. I don't know whether this is correctly pronounced. And if it's translated into German as Mind Mapping, the Synthesis of Verbal and Picture Thinking. Okay, good. That, that's not that's not German. In German, it is mind mapping, die Synthese von sprachlichen und bildhaften Denken. To be honest, I prefer the English one. It's more precise, crispy, and with a good grip. So this book, written by Murgens Kirchhoff, introduced me into the world of mind maps. I never got off the hook since then. So I have started with written mind maps. So piece of paper, pencil, and go. But Taking my picturing skills into account, it was a, it was a short step to look for a more versatile way of producing mind maps. And I come back to these nowadays available software approaches at the end of this episode. But today, I want to give you some of my newest findings using mind maps in a bigger context. Follow these tweaks and mind maps become your preferred way of collecting data and information as they are for me. So don't hesitate, but let's try to jump into it. Stay tuned and be inspired. Effectively, I'm using mind maps for a lot of things. So, for example, enhanced root cause analysis. You guys know that. There is this mini-series in the episodes here. Have a look at embeddedsuccess.com uh, and uh, slash podcast, and you'll find a lot of these root cause analysis topics here. For example, also, I have used it for, with, as, uh, to use or to provide an Ishikawa diagram. So that's pretty much the only mind mapping tool which provides that natively is XMind. But I will come back to that later on. I also use it, of course, mind mapping as an idea gathering tool. So it's also brainstorming, yes. So on the other side, I use it for collecting facts and collect interviews and information gathering. So all the details I, for example, have written down here, this episode I have preferred as a mind map. And personally, I would have been really happy if I could use, if I could use mind maps also for project management. But um, 
it's not that well done. So the planning aspect is not really good um, realized in in a mind maps. So, but in this episode today, I wanted to use mind maps for taking meeting minutes. Uh, meeting minutes, you would say, hey guys, simply take a piece of paper, write it down, or open the email formula, and then go on with it. So why hassling using a mind map? Simple. Because if you have a mind map with approximately 100 or maybe also 150 items in it, it's quite pretty much fine to handle it. So there is no problem, no kind of complexity inside. It's very fine to see and look at it. So it's quite easy to find things. But what about it becomes bigger? So I mean, if I use a mind map for meeting minutes, and in this special case, I have had to start a task force. You know, guys, I have also this mini-series about task forcing. And uh, therefore, um, I have already provided there that you have um, a meeting minutes protocol, a meeting minutes, um, a task force minutes skeleton available. But this is more or less for a task force which is run only one time or something you only uh, run in a consecutive way. But if you run into a meeting, as I have done, where it's essential to collect all the details and to make connection between the details afterwards in the next meetings, when you get really soon, really in a stuck state, if you do it in such a way that you write down, top down a protocol, because nobody will look at these details afterwards. My current main task force, I'm I'm currently in the 13th session and in the sixth week. So in average, I have a dozen of participants and lots of them producing tons of information on the fly. So that that also comes highlights directly to the point, what are essential meeting minutes in the more complicated context? So if I have meeting minutes and I need to take them on the fly, if I, especially if I'm the meeting host and the writing protocol guy, when it's essential, that it's easy and you can do it very smoothly, that you don't have any kind of problems with taking it. it it's, it's, not, uh, it's not needed that it, or it's not good if it becomes too difficult or it's too complicated to use. So it's easy going for simple meetings, of course. Uh, so there is no problem. But if you have something like uh, uh, yeah, bigger meetings, so more complicated meetings like the one I mentioned, you have more details, you have multiple ways of action, multiple ways of discussion. You might have unclear stating starting position from the very beginning. You first have to clarify what do we want to do? What's are the goal of this task force? And things must be recognized all the time again. So it must be available at one at one position, at one point. And if you do, if if you if you bury that in some kind of deep down long written tale and story stuff, then nobody will find it. So and you might have also some kind of consolidation phases in between where you have to combine things and consolidate and minimize things again. So that's really task force work. So and therefore I wanted to take a more appropriate, more a graphical, interconnected approach. And here I said I will give the mind map a try. But quite soon after I've started, after the first two or three meetings, I saw several effects. So one was the mind map seems to explode. No, well, it, it, it's not effectively exploding, of course not. So it's it's vir- virtually available. Uh, um, but it's something that it simply gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And it, in the same step as it gets bigger, it gets it gets even more confusing. So really, you you don't see the wood for the trees if if you're looking at such a big, uh, big mind map. Of course, you can you can uh, fold in the 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 twigs and the branches. You won't see. Uh, you you will not you you won't see. But um, the question is here: Is this the real appropriate way to do it? And finally, I also get detected that was that was really the awkward the most awkward thing here. It gets bigger and bigger in the data size. I finally detected that it has some other cause of this, but and and I could reduce it. Um, very easily. However, at the beginning, uh, it was, I think, after the sixth or seventh meeting, I ended up with something like 15 megabytes. So it was ridiculously big. And um, I also come, in, in this situation, I come, into, uh, I come to, the, to, the, to the challenge, how can I use this mind map tool to provision the minutes? So the meeting minutes is not something only for me, but also for the participants and for the ones who have not had the chance to participate. So how could I forward it to them? Should I should I give them this big stuff, this big pile of information in one package? No, not appropriate. It's uh, also I could not re- I could not request that the guys install the mind mapping tool as I have done. So finally, it was something like, okay, I need a mind mapping tool which is po- possible to uh, export the data in a format where everybody can look at it. And that was also some kind of major challenging part because the regular uh, regular exports, like for example, providing a simple graphical approach, is not really feasible. And then also was uh, I wanted to highlight if I forward the meeting minutes in the form of a mind map. Uh, I regularly have also action items inside or important things you, you, which should be noted, especially for the ones who have not participated, and therefore I compose the mail. And this mail should be more or less the abstract of the minutes, so a summary of minutes, and therefore um, I want it very easily, very smoothly be capable to extract data out of the mind map natively, directly into the mail, so without any further... So simple copy-paste was the only thing I would have expected or accepted. Okay, let's first start with a short survey about the available mind mapping tools. It's not complete, of course not, but these are the big players, I think. And first of all, there is the already available uh, or very long, I think it was the very first one, MindChat Mind Manager. It's a native Windows application. It's pretty much integrated into, into the Office uh, tool chain. And it's pretty much fine, very versatile. But for me, it's, uh, it's far too big. So, And w- I also do not want to be, be catched with the Windows uh, system only, so it should be also possible to have other opportunities. And therefore, Mind Manager, Manager I've tried it something like a few a few months ago, and you, you have some kind of, I think, four weeks free period. And it's very versatile, very heavy, and you could do more or less everything with that. Also write text and, yeah, and make calculations, so it's really big. The other one, and that's my preferred choice, it's XMind. XMind is a Java application, so it runs pretty much fine on every system having Java on board. So I'm using it on the Linux system and on the Windows system, and of course it's also available for Mac OS. And it has the possibility that it has a cloud behind of that, so you can also share uh, objects with other participants. And it has, has in the Pro version, that's something like $49 a year, uh, you have a very good PDF export. And also PowerPoint export, but that's not really really that good. Especially with bigger mind maps, you 
pretty much suck with that. Uh, the third one is MindMeister. MindMeister is for me the favorite one because it's only it's pretty much cloud based. It's only a web application, and I'm doing the whole preparation here for the episodes are done in MindMeister. I also have ordered here the pro version, so it's fifty nine dollars a year, something like that, and it's very versatile because you have access wherever you are on the world. So that's pretty much the best of it. With the other tools, you have to have the file with you, or you put it into your Dropbox folder or iCloud or one uh, one file, one drive, or by Microsoft, whatsoever. Uh, but uh, MindMeister is essentially good, and it has a very very fine uh, mobile application. I love it for mobile. Then uh, one of the one of the oldest representatives of of MindMap, completely free, is FreeMind. FreeMind has, yeah, the look and feel is not, you, you see it's 10 years old, something like that. So it's, but it's really pretty much functioning very well, produces a very good output and export format. So for all the guys who want to, who want to use the details, FreeMind, it's worth a try. Have a look at that. And then finally, there are some new players inside. There is, for example, iMindMap. iMindMap produces very... If you see iMindMap mind maps, you will directly recognize them because they are colored. It's, it's unbelievable how many colors we have on, uh, in their mind map. So it's pretty much... It looks a little bit like candy. So, it, yeah. Um, I have given it a try. It's a native application for Windows and for Mac. Uh, but I was lacking the Linux support where it has not come into my final uh, portfolio. So, from that perspective, uh, I was doing, I was running the meeting minutes with XMind. But you can use everything you uh, you want to use, but this is simply a short overview. And now, coming back to the five tweaks I have promised to make the mind maps for meeting minutes more versatile more yeah and more handsome so it's a very good approach to do that first of all use an appropriate amount of branches uh, you will say what, what what about branches mind maps are branches continuously you're branching 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 i say yes but there are the basic first level branches and if you do, for example, some of the mind maps tools have a brainstorming mode, and there is everything is on the first level. So we finally end up with tons of of first level branches directly uh, around the nucleus, and uh, therefore it's very, yeah, you you don't see the wood for the trees. It's it's very hard to see or get get the survey. But that's pretty much fine for brainstorming. But if you're doing meeting minutes, you have to do some kind of organization from the very first step. So there should be at least the following branches. And you know that if you have, uh, if you have listened to my episode number 16 uh, about the aftermath in a task force, providing you a template as a Google Docs document and giving you these branches. So you should have participants goal of the task force as some kind of reference, the action items, discussion, and conclusion. So these are the five essential branches you should have. But then you might find it very handsome to have additional main branches available. I have introduced 
findings and reference. So I have used it. I detected after three or four mintings that there are some essential findings uh, going through the, the processing of the task force. They said, okay, I want to highlight them directly. So I don't want to have them buried somewhere in the discussion area, but they should be prominently presented. And therefore, I said, okay, that's the findings. And then also there were some, some guys presenting documents and technical stuff and references which are not a part of the, of the task force in the matter of what we have developed or found in the task force, but they are the basis. There are some documents you, you refer to. And therefore, it's a reference section. And then I have introduced for the discussion, it pretty much became too big very easily. And therefore, I have introduced some kind of areas of discussion. So what I mean is I have different parties inside of the task force and every party needs to be, needs to be discussed. And then it, it seems to be handsome at that point to, um, to orient into the different areas, to separate these areas also on the, on the very first branch. So I said it's not a discussion is the first branch, but it's areas of discussion. Then I make a subdivision with the four or five different areas, and inside of that, the discussion starts. So it's much more easy to collapse the, the twigs and the branches for a definite area I don't want to care of, uh, about at this moment. And there's also uh, a new branch was introduced called changes. Because as a result of the task force, there were several changes be done in the software, and I wanted to highlight them also very prominently. And that's also a part I copy-paste directly to the email meeting minutes or to the summary of the meeting minutes I send um, in to all the guys who were not participating while they have get the, the overview. So first of all, one, the first tweak here is use appropriate amount of branches. So don't be shy. Simply introduce new branches you want to have, but don't exceed over something like five to seven different branches. Then second tweak for me was to highlight creatively. So I've already mentioned iMindMap, who, who looks like a candy bar, um, it should not look like that. So it's very distracting. If you look in the mind map, you have, to, uh, you have to consider, you see it in front of your screen, but other parties who are uh, participating the task force might not look on your screen or on the, on the Beamer screen, but they might be connected via some kind of, uh, of conference tool. And they might have a different resolution and they might have a different size of the screen. And then it, it's much more better if they guys of these guys are not distracted by too many colors, but you should show them very special points. So what I mean is, for me, uh, the whole mind map, if it's not highlighted in some way, it looks like a gray cat in the dark, so you don't see anything really worthwhile. But if you flag, for example, action items which are not done as red, and many of these tools have red flags to be attached to a twig, and then you say it's red, and everybody knows, oh, it's not done. So it's it. You don't have to explain it. An action item which is red simply means it's it's not done. That's easy. And I have introduced, for example, if it's ongoing or still ongoing, has not been done but started, then it becomes orange. And if it's done, it's it's green. Yeah, you know that. So it's the, the, the typical traffic lights. 
And also I'm using markers intensively. So something like I have a red star somewhere. If I have a real important point, very often these red star points become references or become findings or changes afterwards when they become this red star. So it becomes clear. And also I highlight, for example, if I have a collected uh, between the meetings, I have collected several data and I put it into the mind map before the meeting starts effectively, when I highlight them as blue, with a blue flag, as that everybody knows this is something which has been introduced not in the meeting itself. It's something new. But, and I discuss about it, and it's also a help for me to get, um, yeah, to find it again. So, second tweak here is highlight creatively. Also use bold-faced or italic characters or uh, other backgrounds or bubbles, something like that. But don't, don't, Overdrive it, yeah. Be be cautious. Less is more at that point. Okay, then one of the most important tweaks I found, one of the most important outcomes here is reorganize your mind map. What I mean is, it's a good indicator. For example, if you do not find things in the mind map intuitively by yourself. So I, I ended up at one one point. I was someone was mentioning that has been mentioned two two meetings ago. I said, "Oh, where is it?" And then I have had to use the find function. Okay, I found it finally, but I found it at a very different point as I have expected it, and that's a very good indicator that you don't find it intuitively, and then you should reorganize your mind map. So, also if you get the impression that there is some overfilling occurring so there is uh, you don't yeah it, it simply looks too big on the screen and then you should start for example using a new sorting cluster it the details in a different way combine and consolidate duplicates it's it's sometimes a, it's a quite lot of work but you become a more clearer picture a, a more structured approach sometimes you have also to redefine things as as for example as i have seen that in the discussion, there were lots of findings inside, and I said, there are so many and so important. I put them out in a different in a different location, and I name it findings. But for that, I have very often to rephrase the discussion, because the discussion itself was, was a lot of details, but the finding was something different. So I may have, I, I, I need to have some kind of conclusion, some kind of extract, and that I put it, and then I put it into the meeting minutes. And also very essential is if you be, if you start to have too many main branches or too many other branches, try to reduce it. Try to reduce the complexity of the mind map. It becomes complex anyway. So there is no, no chance to avoid that. But if you detect that it becomes too big and too um, too heavy to handle and too, you, you do not have the overview, then start to reduce your branches. Try to have something, as I mentioned in the, in the first tweak, the amount of branches, five to seven, are a very good number to handle everything appropriately. So, third tweak, reorganize your mind map. Then, fourth tweak, use sub-mind maps. What does it mean? Many of these tools are that versatile that they exactly know this situation. You, the mind that becomes more complicated, more difficult all the time. It becomes more complex. Many items inside. And then I said, okay, but you have some kind of clusters. Let's say that way. Every branch is more or less a cluster. So, And what about if you take the branch and take this branch as a separate mind map? So not that you do it manually, but you 
for example, XMind, as I use it, has the opportunity to say simply that I want to use this branch as a sub-mind map. And then it opens a new window or it opens a new tab. And in this tab, I can, I can display exactly this branch and the branch name becomes the new center, the new origin of this mind map. So it's very easy then to sort it again in a different way and jump from one from one um, sub item to the next, and uh, go, um, you can go upstairs again, so to the main uh, to the main mind map, and then go downstairs again. The only problem is here that the links are not really good. You regularly you can you can link from one item to another, and and it's displayed in some kind of an arrow. Uh, but if you have organized your mind map with with these sub mind maps, there is no longer it, there is no longer possibility to show these details in the big picture if you collapse these sub branches. So you have to open, you have to uncollapse um, all the all the twigs, all the branches to see your, your your links again. But for the sake of clarity. This is a marvelous instrument to handle more complex mind maps. Break them down into separate sub-mind maps. So that's my fourth tweak. And then my fifth and last tweak was run garbage collection. As I mentioned in the very beginning, it's something like uh, that the file size becomes bigger and bigger. And here I have detected in XMind, it, it has this menu item saying reduce file size. Mind maps store everything. So if you, I put in pictures, documents, links, whatsoever, everything was inside, and I, I edited a lot during the meetings uh, to have the meeting minutes available, and therefore there are permanent changes available. And this was very a very big amount of work to be done and to be stored in in, in the mind map, and holding this history. Uh, from the very beginning up to the moment after 10 or 11 meeting, yeah, it bloated up the, the meeting minutes, it bloated up the mind map to something like, I remember correctly, 25 megabytes. And then I found this reduced file size and then, whoop, it was only 700 kilobytes. So, <gasps> glad, good. <laughs> I was so real, so happy because 25 megabytes, it's also some kind of challenge to open that with, with a Java application. It gets really slow then. So please have a look in, in your preferred mind mapping tool whether it stores history and then it might be necessary to get rid of the history to keep the, the, the mind map small. Okay, five tweaks to make your mind map a professional-looking meeting minute tool. First, use appropriate amount of branches. Second, highlight creatively. Third, reorganize your mind maps. Fourth, use sub-mind maps. Fifth, run garbage collection. You see, for me, mind maps are for by far the best instruments to maintain complexity. Give it a chance for your next meeting. I will, I will forward uh, the, the links to the different tools in the show notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 35. If you guys have your own experiences with MindMap and, for example, also have used it already for, for meeting minutes, I'm absolutely interested in getting your experiences and seeing your tweaks and hints for using MindMaps, especially for meeting minutes. I want to become be a, a better with that. So best for you also to, to join there. So give me your notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. And 
yeah, if there is anything else, please don't hesitate and come back to the webpage and give me a note. And yeah, let's chat a little bit here. And if you have some spare time, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever you're listening to me and give me a, um, what is called? A review. It's a review. Yeah. So now, now I, I got it again. So sometimes words are missing. Okay. Give me an iTunes review. That would be great. Thanks a lot already now. Well, this was the extraordinary 35th episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. We'll stay in touch. Thank you for listening. Music.